This is one of my favourite topics. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a personal phase. I can talk about this for a lot because I like it. And the person you're spanking can lie face down on the bed like a frog and you can pull their legs up uh, so that their bottom is basically right in front of you over the top of your thighs and you can play them like a drum. You can hit their thighs, hit their bum, hit their back. Come on. Brought to you by Sexpo. Proudly sponsoring FBI Radio. There we go. Welcome, Tanya. Hello, hello. Now, we are talking today about something I think it's fun. Don't you reckon? This is one of my favourite topics. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a personal fave. I can talk <laughs> about this for a lot because I like it. Love it. Well, yeah. if you're just joining us on Let's Talk About Sex today, we're going to be chatting about impact play, yeah. which... Normally I give a little opening intro, but I think this first question is going to really uncover that. So on that note, Tanya, what is impact play? Let's kick off with the basics. All right. Let's get stuck right in. Um, in the kink community, interactions or scenes are called play. Um, and in this case, it's a scene or a play that involves one person striking the body of another person in some way. So... Um, the most simplistic examples I can give are something like spanking or mm-hmm. flogging or whipping or some things like that. You know, so anything, anything, something of yours that's hitting another person's body and causing an impact. It's as simple as that. Mm. And why do you think it's considered to be something that is super erotic? Like it feels maybe a bit um, counterintuitive, but it can be a turn on for some people. Why yeah. do you think that is? A lot of people ask me why. Why do people do impact play? And there's lots of reasons. It's not always erotic. For some people, it's punishment. They actually set that up in their relationship that way. For some, it's pleasure or fun. You know, it can be really giggly getting a spanking and it can go no further. Uh, For some people, it's sexual. For some, not sexual. For some people, they like to test their endurance, what, what they can either dole out or receive. Some people... They like to train themselves, and for some folks, it's a routine, right? I think these are all really interesting reasons. Um, I think it's it's not erotic for everyone, but for some, it's erotic. Um, for some, it's a part of foreplay before they get to other sexy things, and for other people, they incorporate it. Uh, a lot of people like to dress up and dress sexy. I think it's curious because a lot of things that sit on our shadow side, and that's the stuff that we push below the surface mm. or that society pushes below the surface, can often come up into our sexual fantasies. So, for example, people who are spanked as children who might have um, kind of secretly liked it a little bit or found it exhilarating or even if even if they didn't like it, it can resurface back up in other ways. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what then are the different like ways that you can participate in impact play? What are the different methods? Uh, there's, there's, there's lots and lots and lots. I'm going to mention a whole bunch of things here. I think spanking is the most straightforward and easy because you don't really need any other props other than your hand or your arm. It's usually delivered to a bottom, but can also include thighs, back, various other places on the body after negotiation. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, and then you can introduce various implements, whips, Floggers, people might be familiar with those sort of cat and nine tail looking mm. things. Paddles, they've got a bigger surface and some of them have like a little heart cut out so you can leave heart shapes on people's butt or 
Batman I've seen. Oh, very cute. Things. Very cute. You can take your belt off and put it to good use. You can go into the garden and grab some branches. You can use canes. They uh, do a substantial amount of damage. You can use a club or a crop. You can use a hairbrush. You can go out into the garden and grab some nettles. Ooh. Oui. You can grab some slippers, wooden spoons. There's a thing called a tors, which is a short strip of leather. Uh, the end of it is split into two thick tails. That's a, a Scottish origin. It's a plural of tor, which is Scots for tong, uh, for a belt or a thong. Uh, and the tors was traditionally applied to the palm of the hand, but it works very well on any fleshy area. And then there are what I call pervertibles, anything that you can find around the house that you can put to good use. I've seen people use breadboards, frying pans, all sorts of things, just whatever's handy. Yeah, right. And would you say the butt area is like the best place to start or is there another spot you might recommend? I think the butt's definitely a good area to start because it's fleshy and mm. there's less prospect of damaging anything. Um, but when you're using things like floggers or whips, you've got to be careful of the wraparound because then you might contact things at the front of the body. Yes. So it pays to maybe do a little bit of learning. Don't just grab things and start beating on folks. You know, there are classes you can do in this sort of thing. You can have a look online. Um, there's ways that you can extend the, the implement that you're using as part of your body and understand how far it's going to reach because if it does wrap around you can do things like kidneys and ovaries and just hit places that maybe people hadn't consented to. What areas of the body should you avoid in impact play? Aha uh -huh. yes this is a really good question because there are places that one should definitely avoid. Any place where the organs lie beneath particularly kidneys and liver and do a little bit of research there as to exactly where these organs are located in the body. I was recently at a little workshop on impact play and a, there was a doctor teaching. He was pretty funny and cool. And he asked people to come up out of the audience and draw on a human where they thought kidneys and liver were. And they were very incorrect quite a lot of the time. Um, so it's, it's important to know where these things are. For the liver, you can know that it follows the contour of the diaphragm, right? So it's an important thing to know. Uh, understand a solid blow to the sternum can stop your heart. So be careful. Hitting breasts can cause micro bleeding and that can show up in scans later. It's not true that spanking or hitting or flogging will cause breast cancer. Never hit someone's throat because you could crush it. No. Yeah. Not over the top of your ears, no eyes. Really, you should leave the head alone in general. Uh, don't strike the top of your feet. Uh, face and neck really are no-go no zones. There's too much risk. And then it's really important if you're playing with somebody, and we'll get to this negotiation, but you need to be aware if there are other risks, um, if how people are about bruising, if they've got pains in their body, are there places that you need to avoid? So the, those are the standard ones, but always check in with your person. Mm. Now, um, Amber, our incredible producer who helps prep a lot of the research in yes. Let's Talk About Sex, was reading that there are two types of impact play. I was wondering if you could explain what they are. Thuddy play and stingy play. Oh yes indeedy. These are the different types of sensations that an impact can deliver. Thuddy is like being thumped. Mm -hmm. Your body's going to feel the flow. It's like getting a punch. So imagine somebody punching you in the back, you know that sort of sensation. Yes. Um, it lands like a jolt and there's a heaviness to it. 
uh, stingy, well, that's what it says on the box, really. <laughs> you know, it's more like a white-hot burning kind of pain, an intermediate flash that resolves quickly. Yeah, mm. two types. Always good to ask because folks tend to have a preference. Yeah, that's true. Now, mm-hmm. say someone listening thinking about picking up impact play in the bedroom department, what questions should they think about asking their partner or the person they're participating with um, before taking on impact play during sex? Great. And it doesn't have to be during sex, just by the way, in case you just want to say giddy up and try this. Um, but there are lots of questions to ask, right? The first one, have you done this type of play before? What are you looking for from this experience? Are there any places that are off limits? How long would you like to play for? Um, ascertain a scale of one to 10 pain, right? So I like to, if I'm going to have a player, if I'm teaching people this, sort of give them a smack on the arm or the butt and say, rate that from one to 10. What Mm. is that for you? Um, So I've got an idea of what my impact might be or you're you're teaching people how to gauge that. And then where would you like to play it? So maybe they got a a hit and that was a five out of 10. Where would you like to play? I'd like to play it seven, please. Okay, and then check with them. Do you like thuddy or stingy pain? What safe word are we going to use? I, when I'm teaching people, I teach little classes on spanking. Um, what safety word are we going to use? I like to use traffic lights, you know, so it's like green, go ahead, this is all good. Orange, we are approaching stop, so pay attention, maybe slow down. And red, stop immediately, right? So people can t- give their, their signs to their spanker. Um, always ask, what do you like or need for aftercare, after play? Um, are you up for being contacted in the days after the scene for a check-in? If you're the spanker, can I mark your body or break the skin? Would you like some souvenirs? Would you like them in visible places or not visible places? Would you like to take pictures of the souvenirs and send them to the the spanker? Do you want to do role play? Are we going to be naughty school girl and school teacher um, are you into humiliation play all those things never assume any of these things because they can be very triggering or upsetting if you just let leash into a whole bunch of stuff so that's kind of like a basic negotiation that you would do for any play scene but Mm. I think with impact play it's particularly important yeah and you mentioned safe words before Mm. should you have one in this case 100%. People should refuse to play with you if there's no negotiation or consent given and a safe word agreed upon. Uh, People that ignore safe words are not ethical kinksters and they're violating someone's consent. I want to be really clear on that because I hear stories often in my therapy room of people who are trying this and then the person they were playing with disregarded their safe word and said, oh, well, you can take more. No, I'm not ready to stop. But I'm like, whoa. Oh, that's not on. That's definitely not cool, not okay. And that can cause a traumatic impact on people or, yeah. or make them not want to play again in that area. Whereas if they'd had a safe experience, they might be a little bit more, oh, that was really good. Next time I might try something different. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And are there certain positions that make impact play easier or more fun? Uh, that's a whole can of worms right there. <laughs> There's lots of positions out there that can make people either more accessible or more vulnerable 
right? Across the knee is a common, uh, it's really common for spanking folk. There's a whole spanking community that are into corporal punishment style, like you've been very naughty, come here and get over my knee, mm. that sort of thing. That's quite common. Um, for those with mobility issues, you can um, sit or lie on the bed. So you can sit on the bed with your head, your back against the headboard and your legs straight out in front of you. And the person you're spanking can lie face down on the bed like a frog. And you can pull their legs up uh, so that their bottom is basically right in front of you over the top of your thighs. And you can play them like a drum. You can <laughs> hit their thighs, hit their bum, hit their back, do all sorts of things. And, and it's not going to put you or your body out so much um, mm. you can get the spanky to bend over and touch their toes you can pop them on a spanking bench or a St Andrew's cross if you have these things at home or you're at a party but might offer this kind of equipment that's right we've been chatting all about impact play things to avoid why it's always important and good practice to have a safe word what impact play involves um, different parts of the body you can kind of try with and experiment with but I wanted to ask you Tanya is there a good way in this instance you know like spanking is probably the most common or like accessible means of impact play is there a good way to practice spanking before trying it on someone else or if you're going to use it in sex yeah you can um, particular with the implements so we were talking before about the wraparound with floggers and whips and things like that yes um you can practice on a cushion or a couch or a pillow um if you're using something that has an extension that's kind of floppy like a, a whip or floggers you want to sort of see how far out from your body that thing comes right because you can hit somebody with the whole impact of that and it can be a little bit more thuddy or you can hit it with just the tip of the flogger and it can be a bit more stingy um if you're hitting with just a tip, you've got less chance of wrapping around the body. So you, you want to kind of get an idea how that flows through the air. Um, things like canes and stuff like that, you want to have a good aim. <laughs> mm. So you can practice your swing. Definitely. I've seen caning classes taught where there have been lots of pillows and people are actually practicing their, their swing and trying to hit a mark on the pillow. So, yeah, because you don't want to go... If you're the person delivering... The spanking, the impact play, you don't want to be like, oh, ah, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. You know, yeah, I no. got taught by professional spankers once that if you miss hit or miss spank, never say, oh, my goodness, sorry, and start groveling because that takes you out of your role of being more dominant or toppy. Just apologise with your hand. Pop it on the, the spot that you miss hit and just give them a little cuddle uh, and keep going, right? Because spanking can also be a super-duper sensual thing. You can hit somebody and then rub your hands over the part that you've hit. You can put your body against them. You can be a villain <laughs> and really hurt them and then do some lovely nice things and lull them into a sense of like, oh, that's nice, and then you can start to be a villain again. Mm. You can hit in the same spot over and over and over and over because that's that's mean and it hurts, and then you can put your fingernails over that spot or a pinwheel or something like that. So there's lots of things that you can do to cause lots of sensations, possibly get your spanky cussing at you, but they also <laughs> might like it. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a good to practice. There are lots of, like, online classes and things, and there are places like Studio Kink in Sydney that run classes in these sorts of things. I know right now in Melbourne, Oz Kinkfest is on. There's hundreds, there's not hundreds, but many, many workshops. And a good buddy of mine is doing a spanking position class, so all, all different ways that you can be and 
in position and uh, alignment with each other to have a good fun experience. Well, there you go. Lots of different ways that you can consensually experiment in the impact play department. Um, I saw also a couple extra tips online that we could quickly brush through. Yeah. Shall I we? Can, yeah, I can definitely. Um, I like this one. Have the, the bottom or the submissive pick out and prepare the tools for the session. So that gets them a little bit nervous about what's to come. I've seen this actually played as a game where you roll the dice to select which tool so that there's a number against whatever tools implements are there. And then you roll the dice again to see a number how, how many hits there'll be. And if there's a lot of people playing, you can roll the dice for who gets the go as well. So that's kind of fun. Um, you can uh, get your bottom more submissive to make the impact play toy. So make a flogger, make a cane, go out and get some branches, that sort of thing. Uh, you can get them to count each stroke. Uh, that's a personal favourite when I'm teaching people. It's like pick a number between 1 and 10 uh, and then you're going to get 10 or whatever number you pick. So say it was 7. Okay, great. I'm going to give you 7 extra hard <laughs> spanks and I want you to count them out for me, please. Uh, so things like that. So that sort of interplay with people. So you're not just hitting someone silently. You're actually engaging and you're getting them to engage and you're creating a little bit of nervousness, but you're checking in with them mm. and, and asking how. So if you're doing extra hards, it's like, how was that out of 10? Where are we? Are we getting close to your limit? Are you, where are we green? Are we orange? So checking in as you go. Um, if people are into humiliation play, you can um, make them wear frilly panties or something like that. Um, you can get your bottom or submissive to thank you for every hit. Uh, and maybe they can use a pet name like, thank you, sweetie. Thank you very much. Oh, I love that, sweetie. Something like that. Um, you can incorporate spanking into your rough, rough sex, sort of rough play. There's a whole bunch of things that you can do. Uh, yeah, tons and tons. It's up to your imagination, really. Consensually. Consensually. As, you know, that chat that I outlined before, really important to ask those questions because when everybody knows what's going to happen, yeah. so you can sense all about what will happen but also what won't happen. So if we're not up in our heads going, oh, gee, I hope they don't hit me there. I hope it's not too hard. If you know that it's safe to say, nope, stop, this is not working for me. If you know that they're not going to leave marks because you've agreed that. If yeah. you know they're not going to break your skin, all that sort of stuff, then you can relax in and be more present. Yeah. And one of the things people say about impact play is when you're getting re repetitive blows one after the other, it really quietens down the mind for folks who've got busy minds. So people often call it subspace. And, and the people who are topping get top highs. They get as high as a kite. It's exhilarating to create a scene like that and see somebody responding to your ministrations. So for those reasons too, it's really important afterwards to do some aftercare, check in with people. If you've just beaten the heck out of your partner, you might feel a bit funny after that. So yeah. it's good to have a debrief and a check, not with the person that you played with, with somebody else where you're like, oh my God, my partner just asked me to do this and their butt's now purple and ooh, I'm the kind of guy that never wants to hurt anyone. Ooh. So having a chat about that is really, really important.